though not in the fanciful romanticism of poets and pulp novelists. Like all living things, love, too, struggles against hardship. And though it may be temporarily blinded by adversity, it never gives in or up, holding tight to lofty ideals that transcend this earth and time. This is the story of David and Marianne Parkins' love. Salt Lake City, 1933. As the graveyard fell dark into the shiver of the canyon's breath, the old sexton emerged from his cottage into the snow-draped graveyard to chain the cemetery's gates against the threat of grave robbers. The old man started northwards up the snow-banked street until, atop a moonlit knoll, the silhouette of an angel statue came into view against the velvet backdrop of night. The statue had been erected over the grave of a three-year-old girl, the only child of a wealthy Salt Lake City couple, David and Marianne Parkin. It had become a landmark in the cemetery and a signpost of the sexton's routine. Two decades earlier, he had changed his daily ritual in this one regard, to commence his morning tour of the grounds from east to west, to avoid the child's mother weeping at the foot of the monument. To his astonishment, as he mounted the knoll, he discovered the woman crouched at the base of the statue. As long as the sight had graced his cemetery, the child's beautiful mother had never visited her grave past dusk. He advanced more slowly, hoping his lantern's dim light or his crunching footfalls would divulge his presence without startling the woman who, immersed in her grief, was ignorant of both. He stopped, five yards removed, as the snow fell silently around and between them. He cleared his throat. Mrs. Parkin, I must be closing the yard. The form moved stiffly, struggling to her feet. To the sexton's surprise, it was not the graceful, slender form of the child's mother, but instead the withered and heavy-set personage of a woman older than himself. The lantern's light reflected off the residue of tears which streaked her cheeks. Bewildered, she turned to look at him. The sexton's breath clouded before him in the fog. Excuse me, ma'am. I thought you some other body. Tis after dusk. I must be closing up the grounds. The woman nodded slowly, then wiped her cheeks with an open palm. She turned again to the angel, and her hunched shoulders rose and fell with a deep sigh. The sexton looked down at the monument's granite pedestal, at the woman's offering. A single crimson rose atop an envelope. She started off, shuffling through shin-deep snow, until she disappeared into the deeper shadows of a grove of morning willows. Marianne Parkins stood before the marble angel nearly as still as the statue itself. Her laced leather boots were buried past her ankles in a crystalline blanket of crusted snow as a light fall continued to descend. The dawning sun lit the statue in a burgeoning crescent. A cascade of footmarks, preserved from previous visits, flowed and ebbed from the statue. Marianne was aware that not all of the prints were hers, for as she entered the cemetery she had encountered the sexton, who had told her of the elderly woman he had, two evenings prior, found kneeling at the angel, and mistaken for her. She had not given the sexton's account much consideration, 
as her mind was filled with thoughts of greater consequence. She felt as if her heart would break. Goodbye, sweet Andrea, she whispered. I do not know if I shall ever return. She lifted a gloved hand to brush back a fresh onset of tears. I have prayed and prayed for answers. I don't know why God is so silent. I'm sorry if I've failed you, but the silence from the two I love most I cannot bear. I know of no other way. She lowered her head and sobbed until her body shook. Marianne could not recall when she had first considered leaving her home. The notion had, perhaps, attended her daughter's funeral, waiting patiently among the congregation of mourners. But it was not until she had fully felt the estrangement of the man she loved that the notion became real. Where Marianne had outwardly worn her...